All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. We all love to listen to music, all genres. We also think we are the next musician 99% of the time while we're driving in our car. As we all know, most artists take what seems like a lifetime to get beyond a concept and into a bestseller or get their music published. In Nashville, they they call it the 10-year artist or the 6-year artist where the journey that takes them that long to get from playing in the honky tonks to getting on stage and playing for themselves. So our next guest is a person who is working hard to get to the top of people's hearts and more importantly, on your radios. So let's get her on here and learn her story. So welcome to the show. Uh, glad to have you on here. I'm glad your management team l- linked us together. Yeah, and, me uh, too. Let's, let's learn a little bit about more more about Stephanie and Lady Redneck. So tell us a little bit about your your background. Uh, what got you to where you are now? Um. So, <laughs> so I grew up playing. I grew up playing music. I started. Um, my dad um, and my mom were always playing in bands, all this stuff when I was really little. And then as soon as like me and my sisters were like old enough to walk almost like they put instruments in our hands and, you know, we st- <laughs> so we started playing like little talent shows and stuff when we were just little. And then as um, gosh, as we were even in, I'm thinking by the time we we're in junior high, we already were, you know, playing in a family band and traveling all over and we, ended up doing like fair circuit, corporate events, um, weddings, like that was just kind of what we did. And so it was kind of like, I didn't have a choice then, <laughs> uh, but it was like some of my favorite memories. And then, um, after I moved down to Dallas a few years ago, I just decided to kind of do my own thing. And they're, they're still all up there and play music up in Idaho, but I'm down here and decided to see how it went just doing some of the non-cover songs and see if people would like my crazy <laughs> my crazy country music that I love to write so awesome and uh so you toured with your family band was Dusty Boots I read that on your website that's a pretty cool name yeah yeah thanks <laughs> all over the northwest you guys were able to travel so you're no stranger to being in front of people or behind the microphone so I guess that helped you to get to where you're comfortable now on your own yeah. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. I'm sure. Yeah, it did. And it was just, it was just so fun. There's nothing like live shows and just, yeah. Like connecting with people and having this amazing experience. So it was awesome. <laughs> kind of uh, squeezing off their energy as they're pumping you up, you're pumping them up. And yeah. that's, the best, that's the best part of the live venue, the live event. And I think everyone missed that for the last year. And now that they're finally starting to come back, it's amazing to see people's smiles on their faces again. Yeah, seriously. It's amazing what like music does. And just like what you said, live music, just, I think people are coming out more than ever to shows and stuff right now, just because it's just so good. Like what you said, just to have it again, have just, the opportunity. Just to have that outlet. And it's like, it's kind of like medicine. You, know, you, you go out there and you feel the vibration of the drum. You hear the music and the singer up there flow in the audience and getting their story across. And then it just flows mm-hmm. throughout the whole audience and then onto the streets of downtown Nashville. So it's pretty good. That's awesome. <laughs> so who's your biggest influences as far as your writing and your singing? Um, <laughs> as far as my writing scene. Uh, okay. Well, you know, the thing, okay. So like with our, with Dusty Boots, with our family band, we did all sorts of different shows because I mean, like for the fair circuit, we would, um, 
do everything from you know hard rock pop country uh, I don't know just we we played all genres of music and then in college I did some classical you know I played the violin and stuff and um and playing the piano too I've done a lot of classical music so I, I literally like all types of music and so it's kind of like I'd almost need to tell you by genre who is my favorite but country right. is like more of who I am and so um, I feel like I even relate to like the writers that I, I don't know, just like the musicians more so in country as well. But um, everybody from like um, Dolly and Johnny Cash to definitely um, Shania Twain for sure. And Taylor Swift, of course, just because I mean, they're songwriters, you know, just. Right. And and I think that part of what was so appealing to me is that about um, Dolly and Shania and Taylor, the three that I mentioned right off, is just that like you get to know them through their music just by the songs that they write. So you kind of feel like you have a kind of understanding a little bit about who they are just, right? I mean, <laughs> just because their music says so much. So. Definitely. And definitely Dolly definitely has opened the world to her, to her life throughout her career. And now she's uh, making movies about her younger life and such. And she gives so much back to the community, especially up there in uh, Gatlinburg, Sevierville area. She is uh, an icon out there, an icon here in Tennessee, and of course throughout the the footprint of country music. So that's a great person to look up yes. to. And oh my Shania, gosh, she's... and Shania was probably one of the first country singers I listened to. I was in Korea and heard her for, for the first time when I was stationed there in the army. Oh wow! Yeah, because so, I was that's a awesome. city boy. I was a city boy from New Jersey, so we didn't listen to a lot of country up there at the time. <laughs> I, that was the first time I heard it. Oh wow! And you liked it, right? <laughs> right you know, away. You had to like Shania, Shania, right? <laughs> you had to like Shania. You had no choice. You have to. Like nobody's gonna say no to that. Yeah. So I like what you're saying about Dolly. I know she's like one of my favorite people in the whole world. I just think the world of her. I've never met her in person, but I have so much respect of her. Not just as a songwriter, as a, a musician, but even just as a person. And she's just retained her sweetness and just does so much good. Like what you're saying, I totally agree with all of that. And then. First of all, God bless you for serving our country and for all, you know, doing that. I'm so grateful that um, that's such a sacrifice. And I feel like you guys don't get enough thanks for that. So anyway, um, thank you for that. And that that's awesome about Shania. That's so funny. That was the first time that you heard her. But <laughs> I bet yeah. you're excited to get back to the States and hear more. She's just awesome. Yes. So. <laughs> and hear, a lot of, <laughs> hear any good music when I got back. Yes. <laughs> So at yeah. that time, we didn't have uh, the internet and stuff, so it was either you had to tune it in on an old radio that was over there, or someone had to send you a, a cassette at the time, so it was, it was oh, rough. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I, li I lived in the Philippines for a year and a half. I'm wondering how similar it was to Korea. Oh, it's probably pretty close there. I mean, it's probably a little hotter in the Philippines, uh, but I think the, the people are about the same same mentality. They're well, very welcoming, and uh, they yes. take care of you. If, once you're there, you're part of their family, basically. It's the yes. same thing in Korea. Yeah. They, like, would bend over. Like, they would they would do anything for you. They're so kind, so Christian, just so kind. Just It was amazing to me how generous they were. Were you there for, uh, like, a mission trip or something or for work? No. Well, kind of just more for, yeah, for work. So we um, ended up going there for, like, almost a year and a half. And... Um, gosh, it was such a great experience. Like I, I think, and I think that 
in that respect, as much as I loved it, I love the people, I love the island, I love so many things about it, but it just made me appreciate America even more. <laughs> I think that's part of why, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's no place, like, like the, oh. we have so many blessings, and I mean, they, they were awesome. Like I, like I said, I would, I would go definitely go back and I've got so many friends there. I just, I loved it there, but gosh, we are so blessed here. Yes, we are. And uh, that's one thing I tried to instill in my daughter as every time I came back from a trip overseas to let her know that how good she has it. And I'd show her pictures of the kids overseas and, and then she got to actually move with me to Korea in 2008, 2010. So she's seen firsthand a different lifestyle. And that's awesome. That gave her a great appreciation for life. Then I took her to uh, China and Thailand while we we're over there. So she got to visit different cultures and different people to see just how good she actually has it. So that helped me that out is, a lot in the end. That is so awesome. That is so great. <laughs> yeah, when I first got to the Philippines, I know that's probably not what we're talking about, but when I, when I first got there, I, I um, was really active in my church and I went to visit some of the other sisters that were in our church. and. Um, I walked into this, it felt like I was climbing into the, into this tree house in, in the mountains. And like, I walked in and it was just this little, like literally bamboo stick box type of thing. And there was some bamboos on the floor. And I went over there and stood over on kind of on this, on the bamboo sticks just to let the other sisters come in. And one of the sisters was like, sister, you're, you're on her bed. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't even know that that would have been a bit. I, when I got home, I literally cried for two hours after I'd visited because I just, like, we just, I don't know, um, they, we just have so much here. Like, even even when you don't have as much, you still have so much here. You know what I mean? There's just. Oh, definitely. And, and it, it's just, it's, it's just amazing. It's, it's refreshing to hear someone else say it, <laughs> other than myself. But <laughs> I know a lot yeah. of my, my brothers and sisters that I served with can, will just say the same, echo the same thing you're saying, that we have so much that we complain about things that we really don't need that we believe we need we don't need yes. it and and that's that's what's disheartening and we expect so much when in reality like holy cow we are we are given so much it's just anyway. i mean just like right now me and you connecting you're in texas i'm in tennessee via the phone through this technology a lot of you can't do this in a lot of countries yeah. i wouldn't be allowed to talk to you because you're not in my family or my my circle and you yeah. vice versa wouldn't be able to talk to me because I'm a male in some countries. So, yeah. So we are uh, truly true. blessed. And, and uh, it's, I'm grateful that you were able to go over there and experience that for a year and a half. My best friend is from the Philippines. He just retired from the Air Force a couple weeks ago. So, oh, that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So we, the, between the two of us, we did a lot of years in service. And we came from a little street in New Jersey. So that's it's pretty so cool. cool. <laughs> that is really cool. <laughs> So I'm reading on your, your front page here. It says fairy tale, island country music, and then you sprinkle in reggae. So that's, <laughs> that's almost like Kenny Chesney life right there. So, so explain that to us. Oh, you know, that's so funny. I didn't even know that was even written anywhere anymore, but it was like, um, <laughs> so I am, um, I'm one of those people that just sees everything with rose colored glasses and just kind of like a fairy tale, happily ever after type of girl, I guess. And so, and I mean, you know, living in the, I living in the Philippines and just, I love the water. I always thought I should be a mermaid. Like, I just feel like, like a lot of my personality just kind of um, grasps. And some of the first songs that I came out with kind of had a little bit of an Island feel, a little bit of a fairy tale feel. And so, <laughs> I was thinking of a definition that was the one that I had to come up with. So 
outstanding. And then the, then the reggae to boot the island up in the air. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Ken will listen in on this and he'll grab you and take you on one of his no shoe no shoes uh tours coming up next oh, year. That'd be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great to be in a stadium with him for you. Yeah, holy cow, that would be amazing. So right now, are you doing full albums or extended plays or are you just doing singles and blasting them out to try to get uh, your foot on the ground? So um, I actually have a system that I do. I, um, like I said, I've been doing my own music for about five and a half years. And so what I started to do is um, I crowdfund usually once a month and then I go to the studio, I record a song and then I release it as a single and um, I write, um, I write six to eight of my songs on each CD. So I, after I finished eight songs, I make it into a CD and then I start selling CDs and I actually sell a lot of CDs, which is funny, but, um, and then every, so every time I have a, a CD done then I just start the next one and I just, I've done six and a half. I'm going on my seventh one right now. So. Nice. So you're staying busy. I mean, five years, seven, seven CDs plus your, yeah. your single <laughs> album. you're staying busy. And I guess uh, you got your foot down and you're, you're got the gas going so you can, either blow up in texas or get the whole country going yeah that's what i'm sure hoping one or both (laughs) or stay there in the texas scene yeah it's amazing because um you know i really i really hadn't even hit the texas scene very hard and i just barely started working on it and i which is crazy because being in you know being in Texas, that should have been the first place to yes. <laughs> to go. But I had met with this lady when I first started and she's like, she had told me, she's like, you're not really, you don't really have much of a Texas vibe. You're more Nashville. And I, I don't know that I fit in. Like, I, I don't know. I'm kind of my own, you know, I'm really um, like, uh, I think a lot of songs these days, like on the radio, they all kind of follow a lot of the same patterns because it's what sells. And so like, a lot of the songs may just repeat over and over again, or, you know what I mean? Like there's different, but I just literally write whatever, like from experience or whatever I'm feeling at the time. And so my songs aren't always as, um, I don't know if I'd say, I, I don't know that they fit in as much. And so I, I kind of feel like I do fit in more with the Texas um, market. So I kind of wish I wouldn't have listened to her <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> because, um, cause I, I actually had a guy, like I just, re- I, I released, I dented your truck a little bit over a month ago. And like, I had a company contact me and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so, Texas is going to love this song. And they he, they just made it sound like, you know, where have you been? And I'm like, well, I've been in Texas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's right here. So, yeah. So, so you got the, I dented my truck and then a little redneck I listened to earlier. That was like a, it was like a playful song. It was like you had fun writing that one and, and going through the whole video of that one. Was that when yeah. you were, were people bite on that one a lot? You know, that was on my very first CD. So when I first okay. started, like literally I didn't have, I mean, I didn't have a Facebook page an Instagram page. I didn't have any social media at the time. I mean, now I've got a, a great following, but at the time I, I didn't have anything. And so a lot of people didn't really like that's people were just starting to, you know, figure out who I was and what I <laughs> did, I guess. So um, I still have people that just tell me they love the song, um, but it didn't get like a ton because I didn't even like think about, I didn't even know to do PR. I didn't know to, you know, do anything as far, it was just me. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you were your own team at that point, right? Yeah. 
Exactly. And look where you look where you've grown to just in five years. That's pretty good. Starting off on your own. Listen, like most people here, they, they call it a ten year town here in Nashville. That's how long it ah. takes you to get that get that first bite. No matter yeah. how long you sit here. I mean, there's some that get lucky and come out the box and <clears throat> excuse me. Automatically <laughs> make it. But that doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, literally like I and to even be where where I'm at, like I have worked so hard. I think people people always ask me and think that there's like a just like like a magical trick, you know, that to yeah. share. But like there is like you have to work like it's work. Like I work hours and hours a day. You know what I mean? It's not like <laughs> it's not like a part time thing for sure. <laughs> and that's for anything you want to be successful at in life, you have to put work into it. It's not just going to be handed to you. Here's Stephanie. Here's your gold. Here's your gold record. Seriously. You're, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I think so many people think that it's like things are that easy in life, but it's just funny. It's, you know, and I, and I think some people make it look that easy because they yeah. don't show all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. They just show yeah. their success and their limelights. They don't show their when they were barely making it and just living in their cars and stuff to make it to. Uh, you're you're a testament to hard work staying five years and starting on your own basically and, and trying to go into basically a new new state for you since you're from idaho and then you went to college as well and then dallas is a big city a big area to try to become known and hopefully it's it's growing growing for you and maybe you'll be at the texas state fair yeah hopefully the one in houston is a big rodeo that's a good one it's a lot of stages oh yeah the San Antonio, they have a nice, huge rodeo to that George Strait classic oh. or whatever. Yeah, That's see, there's all places here. you can you can try to drive down and just walk on stage and use your, your golden records and get on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you could, do you, uh, you want to sing one of your songs on here? Or? Now for Misfit Nation first, let's check out Stephanie Lee, Lady Redneck, with the single, Identity Truck.
So you said you're active on all the socials, and I can see that on your website. So how would someone reach out and say, hey, Stephanie, I want you to play our big event? Um, so on my ladyredneck.org website, um, I there's a button that says contact, and that that's just where, um, yeah, if somebody wants to have me come play at their event, just send me a message there, and you will definitely get a response. So. So it's not like a three week three week wait to get one. It's a immediate. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty active with <laughs> with responding. So that's yeah. good. That helps a lot with it when when you're trying to grow your brand. And uh, right now you're at that point where your brand has to keep moving forward, so you can also move forward and yeah, get the sure. get the bigger studio studio in Dallas, and then your big tour bus and drive around the country. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Especially hit, hit all the beaches, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's my plan. <laughs> and some good fishing spots because I love to fish. There will be. Oh, see, oh, wow. Look at this. Fishing, beaching. That's good. And then yeah. big, truck, <laughs> big trucks you can dent up. That's good. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, that's no so more of those. But. <laughs> <laughs> So you should have probably should have probably picked a coastal city in Texas. <laughs> yeah, seriously. In Dallas, you it's a I don't know, it's only a few hour drive to get to the east coast of Dallas there. So you should be all right to get at least find a good beach every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I'm planning on heading to Galveston next uh in two weeks. I'm really looking forward to that. So Is that for business nice or pleasure? It is for pleasure. Just okay. it's yeah, I'm I've been working so crazy hard and it's just time to have a little break. So hopefully <laughs> awesome. it'll be nice to have a little bit of time off. So. So that's outstanding. Is there anything advice you would give uh, a young person or even an older person that's deciding, Hey, I want to get into music right now. What advice would you give them to move forward? Um, Two things. Number one, I would say start now. Don't wait for it to be perfect for you to have the perfect picture, the perfect song, the perfect whatever. Just get started. Um, the second thing I would say was to treat it like a business. And so one of the things that um, that has really helped me is that the that I do several things that actually make money through my music. I do sell a lot of CDs and I um, I have you know taken a lot of courses to figure out different ways to make money through my music and so that way it provides me an opportunity to not have to have another job so that I can focus and spend my time doing what I love <laughs> outstanding <laughs> so that's, that's, what, same, that's kind of kind of the same approach I took with the with this podcast I just uh, whirlwind I had basically eight hours extra a week to mess around since I'm pursuing my doctorate degree going I'm working 40 hours a week and I said, yeah, I have eight hours free. Let me try something new. So I, I decided to do this podcast and basically made it a non-paying business. So I just grow a following to get people's stories out like yourself. That is that is so awesome. Holy cow. That's really cool. What are you getting your doctorate in? Homeland Security. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Wow. That's it's a, a lot more awesome. writing than I expected, but I guess I should have expected it. But I kind of, I get kind of <laughs> false, false hope just to just a breeze through it. Wow. <laughs> so you are no stranger to hard work. That's for no, sure. Not at all. Tell. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's been awesome. Good for you. Thank you. It's been great yeah. chatting with you, Stephanie. Uh, I'll let Thank you get you. back to your day and uh, hopefully heal your heal yourself up for
That was awesome chatting with Stephanie. Her energy should motivate anyone who was not sure which way to go with music or any job. Also, thanks for sharing your single, Identity Your Truck. Be sure to check out her website in the show notes to contact her or find her latest songs. So you know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on The Misfit Nation. If you have someone that would bring energy and a great story to the show, have them visit our website, themisfitnation.com, and reach out to us. We will get right back to you. And as always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling, because we are The Misfit Nation.